Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Bar. I am Toby Pack, and sadly, Jeff is sick, so he will not be joining us. But we do have some of the other cast here. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Alex. I'm Felicia. And I'm Mac. As always. <laughs> Doesn't it feel weird if there's not somebody at the end there who says that? There has to be, as yeah. always. Yeah. 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 You're the last one. And I will be Mac today, as always. So. Oh, that's weird. Episode 41. Whoop, whoop. It was a crazy episode. There was a lot of stuff happening. You're finally off Eox. You're in the drift. Well, getting healed first, so everyone spent 9,000 credits to heal themselves, and then you enter the drift. You have 17 days, I think, yeah. of travel, mm-hmm. and some shit goes down between Crumbles, Sunny, and Cricket. Uh, of course. We remember. Of course. Classic. Uh, Crumbles, yeah. you started, or you, Crumbles started having <laughs> nightmares. She did. How do you feel about that? Um, As a character or as a player? Yes. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Just yes. Well, as a player, um, it's actually really cool that this is kind of starting to show itself because this is something that I've talked about with you about her backstory for like a long time since, you know, way early in our game. Um, and it's it's really fun to have like your character backstory become part of the story. And it's you know, like everyone kind of gets their limelight or whatever with it. And I was like, it'll happen eventually. And so it's cool that it's kind of coming out now. As a character, she probably has had these nightmares her whole life. And for whatever reason, for now, like right now, they're just, she's talking in her sleep. And, and maybe it's because, you know, she shares a room now with someone and it's really stressful. Things are happening. And so she's just kind of, you know, shit's going on. Yeah, she's had nightmares like that her whole life, but not those nightmares. So those are very different from it's what she normally specific. has. It's, it's a recurring nightmare. So Sunny hears this, wakes her up, goes to Cricket to get help, and we get a natural one. Yeah, of course. Which results in Cricket telling her that you can hey, die in your dreams. You know, there's some stuff that he knows really well. There's some stuff he doesn't. <laughs> So, <laughs> you feel like as a doctor, he should probably know you can't die in your dreams? Well, kind of, but I didn't want to fight it because I thought it was funny. And yeah. in his defense, I probably like woke you up. And you I'm, were probably sleeping. You know, there are other. there's no other Sheeran there. Yeah, that's true. One, he could have been groggy and not really paying attention. Like, and then sure. yeah. two, like there are no other Sheeran on board. So maybe he doesn't really know how other creatures dream. Like, he oh. knows like about their biology or whatever, but. But you know he Dreams doesn't know are anything not about. Necessarily biology. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same thing. And yeah. so, so maybe he did hear that a time or two, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I heard this." I like that actually because later Sunny is standing over Cricket like a creeper, hey. and uh, tells Cricket like, "You're gonna die," and then Cricket says, "What? N- no, like <laughs> yeah. you're not." I like I like playing with the line between like mysticism and like psycho mm-hmm. psychological sort of disturbances because yeah i can see where a nightmare can also be perceived as like a vision or Mm -hmm. someone overtaking your mind or a spell or something so it makes sense that cricket would play that line and maybe he just heard it differently when he told him about the symptoms and you were we talked about how this world is hard to like reconcile the magic and the from the advanced science that that we have 
And I think that maybe that's part of it. Like he, he knows some science, but he also knows a lot of magic too. And so it was like a way to, to blend those two together and like, oh, he doesn't know enough psychology or enough about the you know different creatures' brains to know that that's not really a thing. Like, you don't die from your dreams. But he knows enough about mysticism to be like, that could be true. You know, he's not going to mm-hmm. go fact check, I guess, because he's cricket. Um, <laughs> so he just like, so when he says it, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I can see how that's true from my, you know, my mysticism brain tells me that that's true. My science brain is like, whatever. You know, maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's not true, but but, you know. That's interesting. I I love uh, what both of you said. The the psychological and mysticism stuff. So science and mysticism. I feel like that all of this was very much a psychological kind of mini arc, right? Definitely. Like no magic or anything. Well, no magic that you guys know about uh, is happening. And um, there's no explicit magic. Yeah. There's no explicit magic. But Sunny who's never had a nightmare before is suddenly like exposed to a nightmare. Yeah, that was scary. She didn't know how to get out of it. Or that she was in a nightmare. Or that she was in a nightmare. Yeah, I think she's, her psychological development is kind of on a fast track. So now she really feels like protective and she's starting to feel fear and starting to feel all these different things that she never has before. And it's just starting to show that she's not pure robot and she's really, yeah, yeah. that psychological Despite aspect what, is. Uh, JD would say he's the worst. No. <laughs> and she cares about Crumbles. Oh, yeah. Like, like she doesn't want Crumbles to die. And that was her main concern was like, I can't let Crumbles die. I think that was probably what made it such a big deal. You know, like if it was Tick having a nightmare, I don't think Sunny would have reacted the same way. Mm-mm. Really? Sunny threw her body on Tick in the middle yeah. of a sniper fight to save him. He was a That's lot less like now. wily back then though. Like he now can defend himself and like he doesn't need as much protecting whereas before he really did. So maybe that has something. I think there's a wedge building between Sunny and Tick anyway. Yeah. Sort Especially... of by his doing. Yeah, because he doesn't trust her. What? Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah remember after the whole cricket and Sunny thing? And he 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 Straight was af- he was yeah. afraid that she would revert back to her. Yes. Yeah. But they haven't had many interactions because you've been on Eox. Well, the th- other th- event that cemented that was when he went all mind controlly on that crazy planet, mm-hmm. started attacking her first, and then Sunny tried to like confront him about it, and he had different views because it affected him. Yeah, he bit her. Yeah, he was like attacking me. And he was under the same like mind control. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> but yep. I think they're both just really, really wary and suspicious of each other. And it probably is just going to get worse. Anyway. You don't think she would protect him anymore? She would in a group setting. But not in, if you it was Sunny and Tick and he needed her, she would leave him? No, she would help him. If I had to choose between a Tick Nightmare and a Crumbles Nightmare, I'd choose a Crumbles to save That's every fair. time. Pretty That's much fair. everyone in the crew, Tick would be just last choice. Yeah, Crumbles would be first. Every time. I like that. Well, I mean, right, I'm now, just... right now Gil is in the crew, so. <laughs> so no, Gil not. comes above him? Oh, he left at Absalom yeah, Station. Yeah, he's on Absalom he Station. He's Damn. starting his 
door watching app. Yeah. yeah. Door Getting those business cards. What was it called? Door watchers. Door, door watchers. watchers. He's starting yeah. door watchers. I'll be his first review. It'll be great. I'll hack yeah. into the system, make it look like he has a ton of reviews. Oh, it's going to be, be all great. over the pack world. It's going to yeah. be the new thing. <laughs> it is. Door watchers everywhere. Explode. Door watchers by Gil. Yeah. Yeah. They're not just door watchers. They will open doors Win- for people. Window watchers. Window watchers. <laughs> Wait <Window> watchers. watchers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just watch people waiting. So, <laughs> so they make sure your line is the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Or yeah. if someone's waiting for something, they will watch them wait as kind of like a protection yeah, service. Yeah, mm. well, because I mean, at that DMV, those lines got out of hand. They yeah, did. They, they needed, needed a, a wait watcher. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a line watcher. They will literally stand in the line and wait. Wow. It's just so versatile. Yeah, yeah. there's so much he can do with yeah. this. It's going to go big. Good thing I invested now. On Did the ground floor. Well, I gave him she 50 gave him, cred. Yeah. Not as an investment. Yeah, to buy his, yeah, his to business start cards. his she business. That's that. not she, an investment. Yes, it is. Sure I'll call is. Gil. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. Wait, isn't an investment like, hey, I'm giving you this money so I can get this in return? That's more, she gave more of a donation. A grant. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't Look, know. You, you've invested your faith in I get a favor in, in the future. Yeah. I get a favor I think, in the future. I think at the very least, yeah. you, get, you get a free watch. But yeah. not like a watch, like a time watch, like a time tape. It's he comes in the mail. Oh man! No, it's it's a free watch. Watch. No, it's a it's like a watch. watch watchers. Like they will watch whatever they watch, watch you need. <laughs> make sure you're not you late. get that for free. Wow! Thank you. You want a dog watcher? Hire it. You want a? Uh, I'm gonna have to think carefully about it. You want a Yasoki secret lover watcher? They got that. <gasps> I can hire one to go look at Jimmy. There's an app for that. We gotta there's find a, out if he's alive. An app for look, that. I'm so worried about Crumbles for the following <laughs> reasons. One, all my notes said was that your parents are dead. Second, that's it. I don't know if your boyfriend's <laughs> dead and how you are I, yeah, romantically I actually, being fulfilled. I thought about that because the whole Chuckles Geoff thing, like we. That's that's kind of a separate thing now, and like Jimmy's all wrapped up in that at this point, and so I really hope he's not dead. I was shocked that. Well, I was really admirable of how you played Crumbles at that moment, where you were like, "I just pass off a note. I don't want to know." Yeah, I thought no. that was a super interesting choice. I think that's who she is, Jimmy. What do you uh, What do you think? <laughs> I'm not Jimmy. <laughs> I don't. I don't get to control Jimmy when he's off camera. That's all, Toby. So. But yeah, no, I I really like that too. That the fact that you didn't like stir it up, especially since we had so many other things. Yeah, it like, seemed like the inappropriate time. Like yeah. it wasn't the right time for it. And honestly, I'm sure that we'll come back around to that. And like it will be, it'll be better then to be like, oh, if she had known this at this time, mm-hmm. like it'll yeah. be a character moment for her too. That it's like maybe I should have done that. Or yeah, you know. would she regret that? Like. So you you if she you didn't saved him. yeah like you didn't go see Jimmy because you're trying to save the universe but because you spent time to go do that you something bad happened I think that I don't think she'd regret it but I do think that she would probably beat herself up about it for a little bit kind of like when she lost use of her legs like she mm-hmm. felt like that was her fault and she deserved yeah. it feel guilty she would feel guilty for a long time probably but I don't think she would regret doing it because she's helping save the like i guess depending on the outcome it's hard to say that saving the universe is a bad decision i know like this is hard to say that i i love the character choice kind of like they said but what do you guys think about thunderfist not going with lightning foot surprised i was blown away i was blown away too i wish jd was here to to talk about that decision but 
I legit thought Thunderfist was going to go with Lightningfoot. And I still don't know why he didn't. Uh, I mean, I have some ideas. I think. I think. Thunderfist conspiracy it was, theories. Well, it was so painful for him in the first place to even like see Lightningfoot that maybe he doesn't want to. Like, one, to some degree, he feels like he did a good deed by freeing him, right? Freeing him with air quotes, um, getting him out of the slave factory. And so maybe. Maybe Thunderfist doesn't think there's enough that he could do. You know, even if he went back with Lightningfoot and helped him and like did all the things they were gonna do, Lightningfoot would still hate him, and and it wouldn't matter. And so he's done as much as he could do to like make amends at this point. Right. That or he, um, it was just so painful for him that he doesn't want to go back there and see the rest of those people. That's why I was thinking it was more of like a crumbles decision where it was like, I don't want it. Like it's a closure thing. Yeah. I don't want to know. If I don't know, I won't hurt as much. Exactly. Yeah. Because he has to go back and see all these people that were from his past and confront all of them face to face. And he had such a hard time confronting even one person from his past. Interesting. That maybe he just doesn't want to. I, I just think it also maybe has something to do with that. He's kind of learned that there's more to life than that. And, like, there's a wider world out there that maybe is more important now. And he did what he thought he needed to do then. And he is willing to help, but he just can't right now. Or it comes down to JD still wanting to play Thunderfist. Oh, with yeah. With our group. I think yeah. that's, that's the, the player <laughs> side of yeah. things. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to say it. Not a bad thing. No. Right. And it's hard to say something like, I'm going to send this character on their way because that's what they would do and right. make a new character. Right. Like, yeah. But is, hard. is that the right thing for the story? Like, do, do you owe it to the story to let that stuff happen? To be your character. Yeah, to, to be your, your character. character do you owe it to the story? I honestly, in my personal opinion, I think that you do. And that's, I, I'm a lot more driven by the story, though, and, like, what the experience is overall. So, like, uh, we had a game previously. It was one of my favorite characters I've ever played. Her name was Morgana. She's a paladin. Um, literally she, it was just one of my favorite characters and she just had this situation where, um, we could have saved her. Like Toby gave me the option to save her, but she had, she was at like negative one hit points and was just, or like one past her constitution, you know, to be dead. And he said, well, you can save her. And I was like, you know what? It's time, like, it's time for her to go because this was what her, what she would have done. And I think that that's, there's not going to be no better ending for her. And so I think it kind of goes along that line where it's just like, maybe that's her story ending and maybe this is where JD's, you know, this should have been where his story kind of branched off for a little bit and Thunderfist went and did something else and maybe come back to him later, but maybe not, you know, Mm -hmm. like who knows? Maybe he's just a blip on the screen and Don Magenta says, uh, Tex A5 has been blasted off the map, like something crazy like that. But I don't know, just that's my personal opinion. I think that you play the characters for who they are. Bachelor number one, do you feel <laughs> like you owe it to the story? Are you going to be Don Magenta now? This is Don Magenta. Oh, I would watch that dating show. Oh, <laughs> dating dating with one. Don. Dating with Don. Dating with Don. We are back with Dating with Don. <laughs> Who's going to have a magenta moment tonight? <laughs> oh, yes. Do <laughs> I think moment. you should play you the character? Yeah. Or play as a player so i'm a little conflicted because yes on one hand i do like the role play but on the other hand like you're you're playing it's a game right you're supposed to play the game and usually we build characters 
to address the way we want to play the game. So like, is it fair to like force a player to not be this character that they want to, that they built specifically, like because he has the move sets and because he like ha- takes the actions they want to take to force him not to play that character or her um, because that's what the story wants. And then they would have to like rebuild something. Like if I put a lot of, I put a lot of work into cricket um, and I put a lot of work into him being a, like a mystic. Right. But if I had to not play cricket, I would be a little sad because I couldn't, I don't think I could play another mystic. I'd have to pick a different class. And that means that the way that I'm going to play the game is totally different now. Like my, my role in combat is different. Like the things that I do are totally different. And I built the character of cricket to be the mystic and to be a healer. Right. And, and I think that that's like, I would never want a player to have to do that. But at the same time, like the story is super important to me and I want to do the right thing by the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about death then? How does death play into that? Because if your character dies... Well, you've always given us a chance to save from death. Like, in every game, there's just usually a consequence. So, right. So, I mean, I think... How often do people die in, in games? Like, depending on how you play, it can be a lot. Or, like, with us, it happens every now and then, but it's not, like, every time we sit down. So, That's true. So, it's, it's kind of rare. And, you know, if you really like... Like, I played the monk uh, a long time ago, and I loved that... Um, I loved the, the class... Like I wasn't so attached to the character as much. It didn't have he wasn't as flushed out as any of as any of the characters we play now. But um, I really liked what he could do in combat, and I wanted to save him when he was going to die because of that. And what it afforded me was an opportunity to build out the character itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like because yeah. because that saving from death allowed me to like change the way he behaved as a person now because there were consequences for for that and. Um, so your original question, like, I don't know. If people die, they die. I mean, it's a game you have to lose, right? And so yeah. you could always just build the same character again. <laughs> Thunderfist has a twin, you know what I mean? Right. Or Cricket has a twin. Or, but, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it doesn't come up enough for me to be conflicted. That's cool. That was a really long answer, sorry. That's okay. Uh, bachelorette number three. Yay! Um, so I actually originally was going to answer pretty much like Felicia, where it was like story all the way, be your character, do this. But I was thinking about, I I think it just depends on the campaign because I was thinking of stories that are very linear and forced and you feel like the story moments, no matter what you do, you have to go with the story. And I hate that. Yeah. So I think it depends on the story. Honestly, if it's too linear, I, I, I think it's a balance, um, but I would all I I would, I would hesitate to say that I'm more story driven. Do you guys driven. think that our campaign is super like linear? No, absolutely not. Even no though way. we're playing, like we know this adventure path has to happen. Nope. Here's the difference. I feel actually in danger. I feel like if we die. The world will continue. If we go behind, we have conse- we have consequences. There's nothing in the universe forcing us to do or not do something. Like, if we chose to go to Tex A5, we could. You wouldn't have forced us to not go. Right. You'd have been like, nope, that portal's closed for construction. Right? You would have let us go. I don't yeah. feel like it's linear at all. I think and we're then choosing. You yeah, I think lost we're, a lot. we're choosing to follow kind of the story that's laid out. But in a loose way, because we we literally could be like, I don't want to save the universe. Like, 
fuck that. Like we we want to go to Tropica Seven and you know fuck shit up, oh, whatever. I want to go there so bad, but like. I don't know. It, the idea of being heroes is too drawing to me. Like, I want to save the universe because I want to play a game where I, you know, I'm the hero. And I think right. that, that that helps create a more linear storyline is because, you know, you want to kind of play what your characters, what your players want to do. So, like, if you make a story around, well, I know my players are going to want to do this. And you make it so hard for them to refuse doing what, like, opening the box or what the fuck ever you do. Putting on the mask. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> fuck that um exactly it's it's just uh i don't know it's hard it's hard for me to not go linear sometimes just because i want to be a hero but you have to be given the choice i think is mm-hmm. the difference yeah it's not fun if i don't have a choice yeah so you hate when i try yeah. to goad you into i love it opening the box i love everything no, about it and i'll open the points. box every time i think that's great but but if i was just if it was just said like well you need to do this and like chis kiss says do this blah 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 and I say, well, I really want to go do this first. And you're like, oh, there's no time. And you just press that angle of like, but if you need to do this, you can't do blah, blah, Like, you don't really do that. Like, And you don't like, I mean, you remind us like, hey, just remember like, you know, this is kind of on the plate still. But you never force us to do that shit. Like, right. it's an yes. option. I have an, a question for Mac. So you said, I mean, I, unless you want us to wrap up. No, go ahead. Okay. You said you feel like you're in danger. And I want to know more about that and why. Like um, the world feels dangerous. Yeah, I I feel like I am in danger because the storyline doesn't depend on me, which is refreshing. Because usually it's like, and there was a prophecy of four heroes that, you know, and right, and there's a prophecy. And you feel like, well, no matter what, I'll be fine. And with this one, even though I have like a weird... Vashti living inside me and there's a whole like micro plot in there which I have no idea I still feel and I've talked to Toby about this if Sonny dies he has a plan to continue that Mm storyline I absolutely feel like I could die at any moment Mm -hmm. and I love it I love every bit of it it makes me freak out about Thunderfist spending resolve points when he shouldn't Uh, because it makes him closer to death and I really think he could die. It makes the game more playable. It makes it more, makes the stakes higher as opposed to just like rolling dice and punching a dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's so true. Like when the story doesn't revolve around you and there are other other kind of mechanical things happening, like there are other Starfinder groups. Yeah, ad- we're replaceable. The plot. Yeah, we're totally replaceable. Yeah. Then it makes everything feel f- much uh, more stressful, you know, than than if you were the chosen four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you have to work to be a hero, mm-hmm. as opposed to just have like a hero of title or the title of hero thrust upon you. The world's alive, and and I think that that's something that I like as a GM. I wish I could tell you everything that's happening in the world because I feel like I'm in my own story sometimes. Um, Alex knows quite a bit because. Uh, he doesn't mind spoilers, so I'll tell him things that are happening. Oh my gosh, what do you know about Vashti? To get them on paper. I uh, I, I, ha- I will keep my mouth shut about a lot of stuff. And there have been moments where I almost spill things about my own character. And I was like, wait, I can't say that. And I try really hard not to. I want to get back to my thing, but there's Sorry, a big yeah. secret about Cricket that I'm like, is this ever going to come yeah, out? Yeah, I know. And I just wait. When she was Googling a while ago, I was like, this may be the so moment. So I had stuff. I'm still going to try. I had stuff for you. And that was like, yeah, I had stuff for you um, for that, which I'm going to finish and then yeah. you can use it. So the world's alive. But the world being alive, things don't spark to life till your characters interact with them. 
So uh, examples would be uh, Tex A5, right? Lightningfoot's going there without you guys, and I'm still in my little dock progressing that storyline because things need to happen from it. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Chuckles. Chuckles. Chuckles and Jimmy and, and all of them. Yeah, and then... Like, that storyline... Geoff, Geoff knowing where they're at. Yeah. yeah, that storyline's alive because you guys started it, but you're not following up on it. So it's progressing on its own. Or uh, Muhali, right? There's things happening with Muhali because that storyline has started because you guys were there. So I have these things that are all written out for these. And as we go throughout, I update them on like, if you went back to Casterville, what would be the current state with Muhali? So the world is super alive. But at the same time as a GM, I'm like, it's not alive until a character sparks life in it, right? You'll never know what's happening to any of this stuff. Uh, you should do like behind the bar after midnight and you should just record your own like what's happening in your world spoilers and everything but we you can just go can back listen and listen later once the campaign's over or whatever i would oh, listen like, to it go back yeah so no, you I have would. a recording of like what you're thinking at certain points in like the campaign. director's commentary yeah. version yep. you have the mm-hmm. little click microphone day 34 anyways that's it i just want to say the world's alive and that's why like the danger stuff right so you choosing the right path right as in left and right, not like the correct path. Uh, you choosing that path instead of the left path has consequences on the left path, but they're not saving the world consequences. They're, right. oh, this yeah. Chuckles is probably dead now because we didn't go deal with that because we have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. Uh, do we have any emails or anything this week? Uh, we do have one um, from Rusty. And Rusty says, hello, SideQuest gang. I have to say I have enjoyed your podcast immensely. I love all the craziness you all have for your characters. Thank you so much for a wonderful experience. I listen to a lot of podcasts out there, and I find SQI to be top-notch. I also love the fact that you all have split from the traditional Dead Sun storyline focusing on each individual character. I'd love to hear how everyone started playing RPG games. I don't have many people I play with, but I want to get my family into Starfinder. I love it. Can you play Dead Suns with two people and an NPC? Thanks again for such an amazing podcast. SQI forever. Thanks, Rusty. (laughs) Aw, thanks, Rusty. Thanks Thanks for listening. Thanks, Rusty. Can you play Dead Suns with two people and an NPC? There are two questions. That question, and then I'd love to hear how everyone started playing RPG games. There's a question mark after it. So We kind of talked about our history and another behind the bar. I don't know if they're caught up that far. Yeah, I'm not sure how far they are. They don't say. So I'll say just real brief how I got started. Uh, very young. Very young. Alex was up. there. I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm no. just kidding. Uh, Alex was there for the birth of like my like it becoming a real hobby. But I picked up, I remember I went to the library. I picked up the player's handbook because the library had these for 3.5. and Or third, not 3.5. It was third three, edition. Yeah, yeah, third edition. And the monster manual. And I went home, read them, and I made uh, elf druid and uh, dwarf sorcerer. As, and I, that, that was how I got into it, is reading those books from the library. I thought it was the coolest way to meet girls. No, yeah, like my girlfriend, she uh, she made me play a game with her and, and some other friends. And I was like, I like this girl, so I'm going to go. And I made a ranger. That was my first character. And I played a ranger. It was a really cool campaign because they had like a reptilian minotaur that we had to fight, which was super cool. Yeah, like a big lizard with horns. Um, and we had to like go on. I remember this campaign. It's weird. But we had to like go on an assassination mission or whatever. But yeah, I did it because my girlfriend did it. 
Other that side. is so funny because I did it because Toby did it. And that's we met and that's literally how we started talking. And I've mentioned this in a previous Behind the Bar, so I'm not going to go a ton into it. But um, we were playing. We just did a beginner box thing. And I, that was like a, I played like the out of the box sorceress or whatever. And then we were going to play uh, Carrion Crown. And um, I played, I, I made a, um, oh, a, what are they called? Samsarin uh, Magus. Magus. Yeah. And her name was Sony Tree. Sony Tree? Sony Tree. S O N I. Oh, Sony Tree or Sony Tree? Like, Sony like it's tree. one word? Yeah. One oh, okay. Word. I was thinking of it as two. Sunny Three. Sunny yeah. Three? No, Sony Tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how kind of how I got started and I I mean I like games anyway but I totally thought Toby was a nerd and I wasn't I was like okay sure but it was actually really fun and so now I'm in this hole we have a whole custom gaming studio in our house now it's no big deal cute boy invited me okay faux show I was the only one who didn't yeah you're the cute boy so rusty like, you are the cute boy, yeah. <laughs> I knew Mac way back then. I invited her over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if people out there need to get into gaming, you just <laughs> find a cute person, follow them. Oh, Eventually, dude. they'll play a role-playing game. It's a hot dating scene. Yep. Yeah, I'm totally going to, disclaimer, do not do that. That's creepy. Please don't do that. <laughs> So the next question is, can you play Dead Sons with two, two players and an NPC? NPC. Mm-hmm. My thought, I like, I feel like if the DM can manage it, you can change the like difficulty level of what's going on. Like if it's four monsters, maybe they only have two or something like that. Like you can change it. That takes a lot of work. And I'm, you know, I'm not a DM, but I've just like, I know there are people out there who play a campaign with a DM and one person and they like, it's, they still do it. And it's, I don't know, it's really fun. There's also, you can just stall your characters and have just like two classes and level them at once in one player, in one character. So there's lots of options. And I don't know how Starfinder would work with that. Yeah, I don't know. But the, the, just off the top of my head, that's like where my brain went. Yeah, I would have characters play multiple. I would have players play multiple characters if they wanted to, or if they could. Because that, especially if it's like a young group, like a new group, that gives each player an opportunity to like, feel out how other classes are right there's um, just one player yes this is well DM i know i'm just person. thinking of like so this if it was two another people small it said, an, i guess yeah. dm and i guess that yeah makes sense. um but yeah if, if you just if they're just the two of you i don't know so i say yes a hundred percent uh what i would do if i was running that game uh i do one of two things first i would start with just the player and the npc whoever the npc is but i wouldn't really it's not really an NPC at that point. It's just another party member uh, that's going to be there for the long haul. Uh, and I would do a few combats in the beginning to kind of see how it goes. Because sometimes you don't need to uh, scale down or remove enemies. Um, it just depends on the skill level, really, of the players. But adjust accordingly after that. So I would probably give double stamina points to the player so that they can take some more hits because the biggest issue you have with less players is the actions economy. So they get less turns when the enemies get more turns. Uh, or I would do what Alex said and bring in uh, more characters. So just make a party of four characters. Have two that you as the GM play and then two that the other person plays. 
but treat it kind of like you would Knights of the Old Republic. So the the player is the central point of the story. They do all of the role playing, everything else, and the other characters are there for combat. And they're they're kind of background until combat comes up, and then then they're there to help with the combat stuff. You know, great classes for that would be the engineer because they mm-hmm. get like the robot, the drone. So, yeah. So like the drone. So yeah. or if you're gonna play like a druid, you get the animal companion. You, and that I, can yeah. help you from from getting surrounded in combat and stuff. Yeah. And decide the game you want to play because mm-hmm. you don't have to play Dead Sons with a lot of combat. You yeah, could do most yeah. of Dead Sons without combat, aside from the big boss fights and stuff. So. Well, okay, wait. So that brings up a really good idea, which is, can you play through the whole campaign without any combat? Do you really need that at all? Like, maybe you just build a character, and how is your character going to interact through all of this stuff? And you use your sheet to say this is... The, maybe diplomacy is the, the combat. Exactly. Combat is yeah, different. exactly. I think, yes, you need combat. So you need combat for Tahoman. Because you couldn't diplomacy your way out of that. Um, but could you change the game so as that a DM. as a DM, so that you could quite, kind of gloss over those combats or like do something different for them that didn't require like a QTE instead of a yeah. combat type of situation? Yeah, like make a more skill challenge based. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. The Yaris or Yarls, Yaris. That's a car. A y- the Yarls or whatever. Like how we had to just roll to see if we, you know, had however many successes, and then we were done. Yeah, I think that would actually work too. Uh, If you try it, let us know how it goes and what you end up having to do. Just remember, be a little lenient in the beginning so you guys kind of figure out your groove and how it works. Maybe instead of starting Dead Suns, pick up one of the Starfinder Society, the scenarios there, and run one of those with just the two of you and kind of see how it works out because that'll give you a good feel for what Mm -hmm. the Dead Suns is going to do for you. Well, and we did that before we started playing Starfinder anyway. We played their first society just to kind of get into how the rules worked and everything. So yeah. I think it's a good you know, thing to do anyway. Yep. Thanks so much for the question and writing into us. Yeah, we super appreciate it. Um, if anyone wants to send any questions in or comments or cake recipes, because, you know, I never have enough of those, um, you can send them into the sidequestin at gmail.com. Um, and then we also actually had a couple things we wanted to bring up just at the end of this episode. Um, we have some things coming up. Uh, first of all, if you live in Salt Lake, Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah, um, you probably know that Fanex happens every September and then in the spring, I think in March. And f- at least four of us are going to be there this year. So if you want to stop by and find us, we'll have some cool swag um, that we can give out and, uh, you know, just say hi and, you know, meet meet some people. So, yeah, if you're going to be there, come find us. Um, another thing is that uh, Extra Life is going to be... St- we're going to be doing Extra Life again this year. Uh, it's on November 3rd. We're still getting the schedule lined up for that, but put a pin in it on your calendar if you want to see us do some games or cool stuff like that. We're probably going to be doing board games. We did a Super Dungeon last year, um, so just kind of keep that on your calendar. Um, and then last, but definitely not least, um, we do have episode two of The Adventures of Tick, A Goblin Story. Uh, it's going to be available tomorrow that's uh, August 31st on Patreon. It's an exclusive Patreon reward for a $10 tier. So if you want to check out what Tick and the Goblin crew are up to this time, then go ahead and just go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash the side quest in, and you can get signed up for that. They're pretty cool. Um, it was really fun to record. So we're very excited to kind of see what people think and have people listen. Um, other than that, I don't think I have any, any other reminders. So anyone else got anything? <laughs> Uh, as always, remember, remember to, to tip, tip your bartender. bartender.